Bring up your Bibles and turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, and I'll read only verse 6. Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6. And I want all of us to read together in concert at the count of three. Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6. I want the entire church to read. Uh, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, Proverbs 22, verse 6, after the count of three, one, two, three. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart. Father, let your word come to us now with power and authority and with clarity, with comfort in Jesus' name. Amen. Please return to your seat. This month of May has been for us the month of uh, family, family life emphasis. We've looked at the, uh, the doctrine or the ordinance of work. We've also looked at the issues of poverty and prosperity as it relates to family life in our own context. The third Sunday, we look at the issue of divorce uh, in light of some contemporary issues that were happening uh, within, in, the, in this city, particularly. And then I think when Elias talked about Sabbath, uh, the family life and the Sabbath rest, uh, one of the Sundays. So today is the end of this series in the family life. There are many things we can say about family, Christian family. But let this few suffice for now. And the Lord grant us opportunity again. We'll look at more of the issues that have to do with family. Today we look at parenting, uh, parenting uh, as it relates to family life. And the subject is training a child, training a child. Because our times have been taken, not taken, we've used our time well, so far so good. I'll just say a few things uh, just from, uh, and then I will let us uh, go. Uh, I want to recognize that what I'm about, the few things I will say, I want to put like by way of caveat, that I understand that we live in a falling world and things are not as perfect as they ought to be. I hope you agree with me. There will be broken marriages, single parenting, uh, divorced, all kinds of things happen to us as a result of our reality in this living, in this falling world. So I recognize that. I, I recognize that clearly. So uh, what I'm going to say is just uh, the word of God and uh, uh, we know that this, we, as a church, we push for the perfect, we push for the ideal, even when we know that on this side of eternity we cannot uh, be perfect. We try as much as it's within our own power as the Holy Spirit enables us to live our lives as the Lord wants us to live. We live in a world now that is changing so rapidly. Some of us that lived, I don't know how many of you, many of you that within my age, 
I think, uh, exception of Mr. Maduka now, all of us are below 50. Some of you are just early 50s. Uh, he is close to 60 and all that stuff. In our own days, you know what discipline and training is all about. As a child, you know. You know, you know the boundaries that you should not cross. Like if they say, I will tell your father, you are finished. <laughs> or your mom say, don't worry, you could do what you want to do. When your father comes, I will tell him. You, you know exactly what will happen there. I, uh, but things are changing now that it's like, you know, there's a, a popular worldly songs that said, who rules the world? And the answer used to be what? Who rules the world? Yeah, yeah. Some of you want to be holy now, as if you don't know what I'm talking about. I think that's, is it Beyonce? I don't know who said that. I don't know. Is it Beyonce? That's who, who, who rules the world? Girls. But it's like, who rules the, it's like children who rules the world now. Children are the, are the recent tyrants. I was, I was volunteering for a 10 uh, government secondary school some time ago. And the FCT education ministry has, has stopped. Uh, is it a corporate punishment? Wait, so that you don't use, uh, you don't spank children anymore in all the government schools in, uh, in FCT. And the reason was last year or so, one teacher so flogged a child in Wawalada Area Council and the child died. And because of that, because of that isolated case, no more flogging. And you can imagine the freedom that the children are breathing. They are so, they brazenly disobey their teachers now and say, okay, what, what, what will you do? And the teachers are so helpless. The worst you can do is like a needle or go and pick uh, rubbish. So things are changing so rapidly. If you live in the global West, like in the United Kingdom, your children can put you in trouble any day. I mean, they can just dial a number on your mobile phone and then the social, the social welfare people are in the house. I recall there was a, a, a woman that lost custody of her children for almost four years, also a child for four years. And the reason was that they have been, the children were taught in school that there's, there's a particular button on the phone that they, they will press if mom and dad do X, Y, Z. And that do could mean even shouting. If you're not feeling comfortable with your dad and mom, how they are treating you, just point that. So the, the girl came home, not because the parents were hard on her. She wanted to try whether what they told them in school was uh, right or, or workable. So she came and just took her mom's phone and just pressed a button. And 15 minutes later, the police, everybody was in the house. And the mom said, what happened? They said, we, you are abusing this child. Me? No. I, child, have you been abused? He said no. They said no. You, you have, they took her away. And the case went to court and court and court and, and all that stuff. So we, we live in a different world now. Thank God Nigeria we are still here. If my child called police here, <laughs> both the policeman and the child will be in trouble. <laughs> 
In fact, we are still, you see, you are laughing. We are still fortunate in this country that if your own child reports you at the police station, the police will start acting on him right from there. Say, you mean you call the reporter, Papa? You, where do you chop? From the police station, the police will start acting on you. will know. I mean, I don't, but we are getting there now. Are we not getting there? There are some of you that have children in private school. They treat them like, like egg is even better. The way they treat children now is, 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 is a difficult. And the Bible says, train up a child. The first thing I want to ask, the, I want to address is that who train? Who does the training? This training that the Bible is talking about, who does the training? And I think if you look at uh, the, the Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, he talks about, my child, don't listen to my, your father's voice and your mother's uh, instruction. Ideally, children were meant to be trained by who? Not school, not, not, not community. Another soft, uh, another poor area at parenting in our own culture is that you give birth to a child, they say every, the whole community train the, train the child. So the child is being knocked here and there, the entire community. Are on your head. And many of you are lucky. When we grew up, the whole village are on your head. Everybody has the right to knock your head. Everybody has the right to your body. Everybody has the right to anything. And that was not too good. But the primary, the persons that God will hold responsible, the trustee, the guarantor of children are their parents, the dad and mom. And I need to stress that dad that is biologically male, and mom, that is biologically female. Like I've met children that say, my, my parents, my moms, or my dads, in different contexts now. Don't shake your head. It, it's already, it, this country is so large that when, when you, when, if you think something is not happening here, it's already happening. Uh-huh. Some of you live in your own corner. Say, we are Nigerians. Such thing can never happen here. We don't have homosexual in this town. We have, we have gay people, not in hundreds, in thousands in this city. There are some community, there are some areas. Don't ask me to show you the road. There are some community in this area that is giving to that lifestyle. If you live in Jos and you go to Mr. in Juma, there's a particular place that used to be, why am I giving you the address now? <laughs> Than thou does. So it's not, we, we, we are so, no, blacks, we are so hypocrites. You think it's a white man issue. It's our issues too. It's our issues. Because we are all fallen creatures. It is our duty. Duty. The, train, the trainer, the coach is the dad and mom. You don't give your children over to the educational system. You don't give them over to the society. The primary custodian of children, father. And that shows that you must provide the environment for training. I mean, if you have been to the gym before, the gym, the gym instructor have everything within the space to train you. It is training. Parenting is training. You know, I just drop children, let like they drop children, say, of course, like how some people they say, God go, God go take care of them. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. It is your responsibility. 
And it speaks to intentionality. You are intentional. It, in training, things are not done randomly. Like those of you that love football, you get to training ground. Things are done deliberate. There are rules. There are regulations to be followed. And the book of Proverbs, it's not just, it's not, so, because as I'm speaking now, some of you start aching your theology. Say, what about, it's not about salvation now, it's talking about ethical, about how to live life here on this side of eternity. The book of Proverbs is a book that is set to teach how we ought to live. We may not be able to perfectly live that, but this is the oftenness of how to live. And it's not even the issue of, I don't have to talk about the issue of legalism and moralism when you go to the book of Proverbs. We can talk that the other day. This is not the issue of either legalism or moralism. That if you do X, Y, Z, things to go out well. That's not the issue. Uh, many of you that are in this church believe in God's sovereignty. Yes or no? We believe in God's sovereignty. But our idea and understanding of God's sovereignty does not negate human responsibility. God works with means. The, the God that determines the end also provides the means. Who saves? Who repents? Who confesses? The crop, we, the crop in the farm and the food we eat, who makes sure we have them year in, year out? God, isn't there? Who do the planting? What if you just say, God will feed us? Is that right or wrong? It's right. Who is feeding us? And then we put our hands in the pocket and say, okay, we, we, there's no planting, no going to the farm anymore. God will feed us. And then we sit in this church, Lord, we decree, feed us, feed us, feed us, feed us. And we sit down for the next one year. They'll be picking our corpses from this church one after the other. God ultimately raised children. God protects children. But the means through which he does that on earth is through the instrumentality of marriages, of parenting. Whether you, you were wedded in church before a priest or you went through that system by the back door, you're having children now, you are in a home. It's a family. And your job is to train these children. Secondly, why is this training necessary? Necessity. I'm just picking this up because of the language, the Hebrew, the tenses of this verse. We have run out of time. Why is this necessary? Why is this a necessity? And the answer is, 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 is clear. The presence of sin. Presence of sin. This, this training is, is indispensable. Our children will not grow in righteousness. Our children will not grow in wisdom if this training is neglected. It is a necessity. And look at chapter 22 of Proverbs 15. It says, folly is bound up in the heart of who? The child. The child. You know, there is a, a romanticism idea of children. Oh, they are so cute. They are so innocent. Vodibokan said, he said, see, they are little vipers in diapers. That's what he said. 
And he said, the reason why God makes children little is that they will not kill you. And the reason why them, he makes them cute is that you will not kill them. That is, if, if they offend you, look at them, they are so cute. <laughs> they won't allow you to sleep. You are so angry and fed up, but they, they, they look so cuddly and so cute. So, it, 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 they, are, they are not innocent children. I think the, the, the doctrine of the original sin tells us that we are born sinners. In, in fact, children are tyrant. They are. They, they, they want to control you, isn't it? Children want to control their parents. Uh, if you, you need to read Augustine, Augustine, uh, Augustine, the Augustine, the, uh, uh, Confessions of Augustine, and look at his 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 reflection about his own childhood. And I've done some learning around child psychology. Sometimes children cry for nothing, just to put you they, as you are running around, gri, 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 they are just in their head they are laughing. So, <laughs> look at look at you. Look at look at them running around. And then you are Particularly you that are city, city parents. For village parents, you talk kind, they put you at the back and <laughs> you know what happens to you if you live in that kind of a context. They are tyrant. They are sinners too. Jesus died for children. And this training, this pounding, this pounding is, is this, this training. It's necessary for, for them. Of course, you want to argue, uh, what are the children that were abandoned, blah, 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 blah. Did they grow up to become uh, better people? What are people that never live with their parents, they never live with anybody? See, remember what I told you last week? An exception is not the rule. There could be one or two kids that grew up and then the... In fact, what we call success, maybe the person grew up and started buying cars and build out, and then say he's a successful person. Success, as the Bible defines it, is not about building, it's not about, it's about the relationship with God, isn't it? It's about knowing God. Who does the training? Parents, us. Why is this really necessary? The presence of sin. Now, what are the instruments for this training? And I, my reply that is, is words and weep. Words and weep. Folly, verse 15 of 22, is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Chapter 23, verse 13. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. But one dying, what will I die? Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24. Whoever spares the rod hates his son. Whoever spares the rod hates his son. But he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Uh, that is the whip component. Some family is whip, 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 back, 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 back. Then they neglect the words. If you turn to Proverbs chapter 1 up to 
chapter 9, it's about words, isn't it? My son, listen to my words. Listen to the word of your mother. I had, I, I, I have my, in my, my childhood, I have a good mother. I think, I think she's remarkable. My dad was terrible. My dad, he, my dad, if he's coming a kilometer away, you will know because his bike, his, the bike silencer always doesn't work. If he's approaching the village, you hear car, it's because he was the only one that owned a motorcycle, a motorbike in my, where, we, where he was a, a missionary. Everything arranges, before he comes, everything arranges, sir. It was bam, 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 bam. But my mom, you do some iniquity as a child, he saw you. My mom knew that if you offend me, I will, I will not eat, I will starve. Actually, I will starve myself to punish my parents. I mean, how does that work now? Yes, because... People don't know that children and their parents are connected. That if your child refuses to eat for the whole day, will you be happy? I will refuse food. And you can't force feed me. I was a terrible sinner. But my mom would know. So when I've done something wrong, she will pretend as if she didn't say it. So that I, can, I will eat first. <laughs> eat. So I don't have to like blackmail her with my hunger strike. I will eat. And then we'll go to bed. And then my mom will come in the night with the Bible and say, wake up. And then he will start opening scriptures. You know where he's going. He say, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> when she's done reading the scriptures and talks to you about hell and heaven, and then uh, <laughs> you have answered the question. It is word and weep. If it's word, 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 that's what I say. It won't work. There are some there are some time you need to you need to make them cry for their sin. I I did my internship with a pastor who who helped me in this. When the children commit sin, and they are saying, "Daddy, I'm sorry," it, it sorry will not work, because we learn. We learn how to evade responsibility from childhood. Mom, I'm sorry. Dad, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. He will say, come, what are you sorry for? You must say, I was the one that stole meat yesterday. Now I know it is wrong. And I am sorry. You must mention what you have done as a child. What are you sorry for? Because we learn that and when we grow up, a sinful adult say to God, forgive me all the sin I've committed. The one I know, the one I don't know. And Thomas Watson said, unrepentant people confess their sin wholesale. And he said, those who are genuinely penitent to repent their sin in particular, I have committed adultery by the name. Not say I mistake, uh, I mistake. No, I have done this. And then, don't just expect that because you have said sorry, something should not follow. I have stolen meat. I am sorry. Dad, I'm sorry. Okay, we understand you have been sorry. But there are rules. Show me your hand. It is what? Talk to children. Some of you are so African. Bang, 
my hair, I don't know how my hair survived. I mean, it's wrong. Talk to children. Even in punishment, in corporal punishment, let them know why you are punishing them. Some of you don't even know why your mother is beating you. <laughs> Some of you don't even know why your father is just beating you. You don't even know what you have done. Talk to children. It is word. And weep. And koboko. And blala. You need them in your house. They are part of the instrument of the gym. You are, see, you are in the training. It's a training. The Bible says, he that spared the rod hates his children. It is not love. The things by giving them iPad, giving them everything they want, give them everything they want. You are loving them. You are training bad people. And finally, what is the result? What is the goal of this training? Train up a child in the way that he should go. Uh, when he's old, he will not depart from him. That's the result. You are training this child in the way that he should go, not in the way that he will go. Naturally, we are bent towards a trajectory. We will want to have our way right from day one. We, we don't want to go in a direction. It's good. We want to have it on our own terms as children. I can't tell you how much we suffer with our children. They won't do this. You buy this. They, they say, buy aptamil. You buy aptamil. They say, no, buy next uh, to uh, gold. You buy next to gold. They won't take it. They say, go. <laughs> Sorry, some of you are pregnant. I'm not, I don't want to scare you, okay? It's normal. Oh, buy that, buy that. And then you are just running around buying, 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 buying. If I'm buying... Providing the milk, my instruction must be obeyed. There is a way a person should go, not will go. And I'm saying this carefully because many parents don't even know the way. <laughs> How would they even show their children the way of the Lord? Some parents are, are, are alcoholics. Some parents are, are into junk and jockeys. Some parents even actually train their children to do bad things. Some parents send their children to go and beg to lie. Daddy is not around. Tell them daddy is not at home. Daddy is inside. My daddy say, make I tell you that he's not around. Training. The goal of this training is you are training the child to be, to be wise in righteousness. That is, I'm, I'm quoting Proverbs chapter 1 now. Up to verse 9, you are training in righteousness. Because whatever things you can give your child, I'm talking about I'm talking to Christian parents now. Whatever things you can give to the children, unbelievers too can provide. But we are talking about having godly children, and it requires training, training, training. And when he grows up, the Bible says he will not depart from it. But how realistic is this? That's what I'm saying. The book of Proverbs is not like an imperative. It's not saying if you do X, Y, Z, then this will follow. There are some parents that have done all they could do, and the children still end up, uh, <laughs> they have the mind of their own. How many of you have seen that before? They, they, they have done all they could. I'm just assuming they did all they could. Because sometimes parents can lie. I have done everything I need to do with this. What if you do some, 
some audit. Because we are sinful people. Uh, but, but let's play our part. If, the Bible says if you train children in the way they should go, if you do it properly, if you do it properly, when they grow up, they read the Bible. See, this is, this is very key. Sometimes a, a young person grew up in the, in the Christian home and then they go away and become wayward. 10 years, 20 years down the line, that they turn back to church. Guess what? Childhood. What you have implanted in their head before the age seven remains with them. Even on the bed of sin, memory verse is ringing in their brain. They are being tormented by those seeds that you plant in their heart. When they grow up, they will not depart from it. Parents, let it be that even if my children depart, God forbid, I will stand before God and I will say, I did what I ought to have done as parents. I will not be ashamed. This is the word of the Lord for us today. And, and there's very few words for uh, application. And, and I've done the word of application now. I'm not putting pressure on you. It is not in your hand to save your children. It is God that saved children. It is God that, 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 that. But do your part. Play your part. Play your part. Uh, be there should be moderation in, 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 your, in your discipline. You should not overdo things with your children. And there should be no room for absentee parenting. Children go to school from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then from 3 p.m. lesson, take over till 5. And then you just come in the evening. Some of you have children, and we're not there. We travel. We are travelers. We are making money for them. For who? You are making money for your children. The greatest investment you can make in the life of children is your availability. You are in their life. Many of us, even as pastors, have made this mistake. We're working for God, working for God, working for God, neglecting our children. Only to wake up one morning that you've raised people, we've lost our own children. Be available. Look at their homework. Even if you have lesson teacher, you too should look at their homework. Look at what is going on in their life. Talk to children. Uh, finally, let me talk to all of us generally. Uh, I mean, how do you practically, how can you practically do this? Uh, the book of uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 7 and 11 verse 19 talks about, talk to your children when you are lying down, when you are walking on the way. You see, write them on the wall. Look at this thing. This, uh, put them in their rooms. Remove Barney and friends and replace them with all of these things. No, what's the other thing? Barney and friends. What is that thing again? Uh, but, uh, eh? All the cartoons. Ben 10. Then Tom and Jerry. And what again? Spider-Man Spider again. PJ Mask. And what again? There's this uh, house. What is the house? Uh, yeah. eh? You know it already. There are wallpapers. There are biblical verses that you can write and place on their wall. That when they are lying down, they are seeing it. As they are walking through the door, they are saying it. That's how the Old Testament saints raise their children. Let them memorize scriptures. Let it be visual to them. Let, write them all the world for them to say it. Say it. My point today is that discipline, training is good for children. It's good for them. Don't think you are loving them if you spare the necessary discipline. 
And for us as Christians generally, discipline is good for you. We have a bigger father who is God. And I'll read Hebrews 12 finally as I close today for all of us. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12 verse, let me just start from verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. Hebrews 12, I'm reading from verse 4. For the Lord discipline the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. What son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had the earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they are fathers discipline us subjectively for a short time and as it seemed best to them, but the disciplines, he disciplined us, God disciplined us for our good that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. This is the word of the Lord, church. As we have a father who loves us so much and gave his son for our ransom. The way he trained us in righteousness is discipline. He won't leave us in our sin. Church, be afraid. If you continue in sin as a Christian and you are comfortable and God is not doing anything about it, it shows that you are not his child to start with. Every son, anyone that God loves, he chastises. Chastisement is a mark that you are his child. Enough of this wave of, actually we are raising weak children. And I tell you, the way we are going, we too don't like discipline because God is not disciplined. Some of you will stop coming to this church if the church discipline you over your, your sin. You don't like discipline. And you, you, you cannot exact on your child what you refuse God to exact upon you. It's, it's like that. I pray for parents today that the Lord will help us in this matter, that we too give ourselves to God stay under his fatherly discipline, and then we can discipline our own children. Children, discipline is good for you. Repeat after me, discipline. Children, repeat after me, discipline is good. Training. I can't hear you, children. Training 
is good. Koboko is good. You're not see children. May the Lord bless us today in Jesus' name.